Podcast One production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 8th of February. Authorities have issued urgent health alerts for a number of venues across Sydney and Melbourne after two new confirmed cases of COVID-19 in both cities overnight. A hotel quarantine worker from the Hotel Inn at Melbourne Airport has tested positive after returning to work and suffering symptoms. Meantime, in Sydney, authorities are baffled by a new case of COVID with a returned overseas traveller. The person tested negative after leaving 14 days of hotel quarantine, but has then returned a positive result two days later. A list of possible exposure sites, including a number of cafes and a Dan Murphy's outlet, has been issued and we'll have more details on this in just a moment. Meantime, it's hoped hotel quarantine workers will be some of the first in line to get the COVID vaccine in Australia, with the first stage of the mass program set to be rolled out here by the end of this month. 10,000 doses of the Pfizer jabs are expected to arrive on our shores shortly, and here's Victoria's COVID-19 response commander, Jerome Weimer. Our expectations at this point, uh, based on advice from our, our Commonwealth colleagues, is that we will start the very first vaccinations at the end of this month for particularly the frontline workers in our, in our hotel quarantine system. More details have been revealed about the federal government's plan to record vaccinations with moves for a digital certificate to prove you've had the jab. It comes as US infectious diseases expert Dr Anthony Fauci says there is light at the end of the tunnel and the quicker mass vaccinations are rolled out, the closer we are at looking at international borders finally reopening. I believe by the time we get to the fall of 2021, we might approach a degree of normality that would also spill over into relaxing some of the travel restrictions. In Wuhan, an Australian scientist investigating the origins of COVID-19 has revealed they don't believe so-called patient zero visited the wet markets as initially suspected. Professor Dominic Dwyer is part of a team of World Health Organisation investigators in Wuhan trying to work out exactly how the virus started and the depths of an alleged cover-up by Chinese authorities. Professor Dwyer telling Channel 9 at this stage they have no idea how patient zero contracted the virus. He actually didn't visit the market. So whether he got it somewhere else from somebody who didn't know they had it, who themselves might have been at the market. We don't actually know that yet. Uh, and, and, and so that is, is perhaps one of the really key points of the whole mission. And authorities in America are pleading for fans to be COVID safe as millions gear up to watch the biggest sporting event today on the US calendar, the Super Bowl. It's a red-on-red clash with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs and we'll have more details on the big game coming up shortly in sports. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning. And as we reported earlier, Melbourne is again on high alert this morning with health authorities confirming overnight they've detected a second case of COVID-19 in less than a week leaking from hotel quarantine. James Lake is in Melbourne with the latest. That's right, Tash. We are at day one of the Australian Open where tens of thousands of tennis fans will be gathering at Melbourne Park from today. Just as there's a serious question mark about how much coronavirus may be spreading through the community. 
You'll recall we had one case as a confirmed leak from hotel quarantine last week, but no new infections had been picked up after days of mass testing. Then late last night, test results came back from another hotel quarantine worker who had started showing symptoms and they were positive. The woman was working at the Holiday Inn at Melbourne Airport, which was taking returned travellers. So far, three exposure sites have been identified in the western suburbs of Melbourne, and Melbourne's current restrictions remain unchanged. Masks staying on at all times indoors everywhere, and planned increases to workplace capacity remain on hold. And authorities have also issued a number of possible exposure sites across Sydney after a returned traveller tested positive after leaving hotel quarantine. The latest case breaks three weeks of zero community transmission across New South Wales and is a real concern for health experts. Siobhan Caulfield has more. Yeah, that's right, Tash. New South Wales had just gone three weeks without community transmission, but that streak has now been broken after a returned overseas traveller tested positive to coronavirus days after being released from hotel quarantine. The infected person is from Wollongong and didn't have any symptoms, but was tested as part of the recently introduced 16-day follow-up. They went to a number of cafes and shops in Sydney and on the state's south coast while possibly infectious, including a cafe at Brighton La Sands and a subway at Fig Tree. The full list of affected venues is up on the New South Wales Health website. Close contacts have been identified and told to self-isolate, while thankfully their household contacts have so far tested negative. There is no indication, meantime, that this person caught the virus while in hotel quarantine. Investigations so far suggesting they were infected overseas. To Queensland now, and a man will face court this morning accused of abducting a little boy from his Brisbane home. Our reporter, James Royce, has the details. Thankfully, a happy end to this one. An Amber Alert was issued Sunday morning when the 20-month-old was allegedly snatched as he slept in a cot at his home at Dara in Brisbane southwest. CCTV captured a man wearing a medical mask and gloves entering the home around 4am, but it wasn't until around 5 the boy's granddad realised the toddler was gone. Now, thankfully, he was found safe and well hours later. A 31-year-old man who is known to the boy's family has been charged with child stealing and with a count of entered dwelling with intent at night. To WA now, and the bushfire threat has eased, with rain bringing much-needed relief for devastated local communities and firefighters. Our reporter Adam Hemmings has more from Perth. Tash, the rain started to fall Saturday afternoon, ending a six-day emergency within hours, and the wet weather has set in for a few days. Sadly, 86 homes were lost in the devastating blaze. While the electricity network has been so badly damaged, it'll take weeks to fully restore services. The wet weather is all thanks to a tropical low that moved down from WA's north. It also helped crews near Bunbury in the southwest on Saturday night to put out two deliberately lit fires that threaten lives and homes. Premier Mark McGowan angry that someone could do that. After the fires at Wooraloo, after the week of COVID, after flooding in the north, uh, to go and light a fire uh, is a disgusting, disgraceful act. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. Good morning, Peter. The Reserve Bank boss, as we know, has spoken recently about interest rates staying very low, but now he's speaking about wage increases. So are we set to receive a bonus in our pay packets? Yeah, well, those hoping for a pay rise anytime soon won't like hearing 
What the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe told a parliamentary committee last week, he signalled workers are likely to get a meaningful lift in pay until the middle of the decade and warned that businesses and government would need to take the lead in driving prosperity. Dr Lowe said pushing wages growth substantially above its current levels would require unemployment to fall significantly, even below the level we saw before the COVID recession. If he's right, it has implications for interest rates as well, with Westpac Chief Economist Bill Evans saying, if Dr Lowe's forecasts are right, we might not see an interest rate rise until after 2024. Gosh. Some good news, silver linings in the middle of the COVID crisis, Peter. Good news on the economy. Yeah, reporting season for some of our most well-known companies hots up this week and investors are hopeful that the Commonwealth Bank will provide a nice surprise and raise its dividend and reveal lower bad debt problems. If this week's show and tell for the country's biggest bank comes up with a great report card, it will be because of our great economic recovery, the bounce back of the housing market and our world-class success beating the coronavirus. In one of the most anticipated results this earnings season, uh, CBA will hand down its first half profits on Wednesday with the market expecting profits around, wait for it, $3.9 billion. And in four months, the bank's share price has spiked 40% to $88. It's incredible for the banks. And are we set to see not only good news for the economy, but also the share market, Peter? Yep, the local stock market should benefit today from another record close on Wall Street over the weekend. And that's despite a disappointing jobs report in the US. All three major stock market indexes notched their best week since November on Friday. The blue chip Dow gained 3.9% for the week, while the S&P 500 put on 4.7% and the tech-heavy Nasdaq jumped a whopping 6%. In January, the US gained only 49,000 jobs after losing weight for it, 140,000 in December, which was then revised higher for an even bigger loss of 227,000 jobs in one month. And you can blame that on the terrible performance in the US fighting the coronavirus. So why did stocks rise? Well, the market thinks the new President Joe Biden will deliver more stimulus to help the economy and infection rates are at long last starting to fall in the US. More evidence on an international front. Australia has done so incredibly well, Peter, hasn't it? It has and it's had a big economic dividend. We don't like the fact that borders are shut uh, or have been shut, but now our economy is starting to show the benefits of it all. Peter, thanks as always. It is a big Monday in sport. Let's get all the details now with Tony Squires. And Tony, despite all the COVID risks, the Australian Open is still going ahead. And today is D-Day. Uh, it's actually going to happen, Tash, today. And uh, at Aussie World number 1, actually, Ash Barty has had the perfect warm-up, winning the Yarra Valley Classic in Melbourne. A 7-6-6-4 win over Garben Margarutha. Even more impressive, really, given that Barty hasn't played in competition for, I think, 11 months. She's got a good draw for the Open as well. I did love the Yarra Classic Trophy, a wood-carved wombat on a cutting board. Uh, <laughs> took me back to Roy and HG's Fatso, the fat-ass wombat from the Sydney Olympics. I'm too young to remember what you're talking about. <laughs> the good old days. And yep. talking about good old days, Super Bowl day today, it's an extraordinary day in uh, sporting history. And more yep. importantly, have you had your first hot dog for the day? Not quite. Uh, it's probably a little bit early to crack my first Budweiser as well <laughs> and stick on the nachos hat. Uh, but it's close uh, and I am excited. 
Super Bowl 55 is only hours away. It should be a beauty, actually. The big story, of course, is that battle between the quarterbacks, 43-year-old Tom Brady with six titles and in his first season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the new superstar, Patrick Mahomes, who's 18 years younger, trying to win the Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back titles. Brady's just amazing. He said years ago, when asked about his age, when I suck, I'll retire. Wow. Under that rule, I should have retired years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your tip? Ah, oh, look, my heart says go Tampa Bay, but I think the Chiefs will get the job done. Oh, and it was indeed the men in Magenta's Big Bash. As we said, uh, yeah, and Sydney Sixers captain Moses Enriquez, he says there's every chance that team can make it three in a row after their BBL grand final win over the Scorchers. It, it might have been the morning after celebrations talking, but it's an impressive group, well-deserved win. Elsewhere in cricket, as quickly, England has India struggling in their first test after a brilliant double century from Joe Root. And in what's been called the greatest test debut in history, Kyle Mayers hit, hit 210 not out for the West Indies, chased down Bangladesh's target of 395. Sensational effort. Tony, thank you. Pleasure. Checking the weather details now around the country this Monday morning. Firstly to Brisbane, shower or two on the way, a top of 30 degrees. Partly cloudy and 22 for Sydney. 19 the expected high today with cloudy conditions on the way for Melbourne. Canberra, partly cloudy and 26. Possible showers expected for Hobart and a high of 20. Very warm day on the way for Adelaide today, mostly sunny and a top of 37. Shower or two for Perth, 25. And showers expected for Darwin with a top of 30 degrees. And tributes are continuing to flow for a much-loved hero in rural Australia and the longest-serving mayor in New South Wales. 90-year-old Lillian Brady served on Cobar Council in Western New South Wales for nearly 40 years. She was known for being a passionate campaigner and fundraiser and would never take no for an answer. I believe we're all there to represent our community and that should be our aim Uh, as far as politicians. Suck it up, princess. Get over it and get on with it and give us the money. Love it. Miss Brady was mayor of the Outback Mining Town for more than two decades and served as a local councillor for almost 40 years. And she was awarded an Order of Australia Medal for her outstanding services to the community in 2012. Miss Brady passed away over the weekend and will be missed by many. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.